in today's show. It's a mock draft. It's nine categories. It's 12 teams. And I'm picking at pick 11. And according to ADP, that means I'm picking LaMelo Ball. More on that later. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here. And it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LockedOn. That's PrizePix.com, promo code LockedOn. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. It's a mock draft. It's the second last in my 12-team mock draft series. I'm picking at pick 11. And coincidentally, that means, that, and I've been going through all these. People said this even yesterday on the, on the Towns one. Josh, I thought you said Towns wasn't a first rounder. Why did you take him at 10? Because I am doing these first round draft picks based on ADP. If I had done it just on who I wanted to pick, yeah, James Harden's ADP was nine. So that means the pick five would have been Harden and pick six would have been Harden and pick seven would have been Harden and pick eight would have been Harden and pick nine would have been Harden. I picked James Harden to pick 17 in the 30 deep industry league today. So that's why I did it. I just based it on ADP. And now we come to pick 11 and I'm going to be picking LaMelo Ball. I'm going to have Adam King on the show. We're going to talk about it as well. Ball has a grade two ankle sprain. He's going to miss the start of the season. I expect he misses one to two weeks, maybe three weeks. I don't think that this changes massive amounts. But given that I've talked so much about those guards all being pretty similar at that part of the first round, Trey, Dame, Steph, Halliburton, I would move Ball to the back of that group, and therefore he goes at the 12-13 turn along with Towns. That's how I would view that. Um, in the interim, I expect Terry Rozier to start at point guard and Kelly Oubre or Cody Martin to start at shooting guard. They could put Dennis Smith Jr. in there. He's currently non-guaranteed. I don't think they'd want to give him those minutes. They could also put James Booknot in there, but let's be fair, he's dreadful. The librarian is terrible, right? Like, he is, he's just not good. And I don't think they're going to say, right, opening night, can you come out and play 30 minutes for us, uh, Jimmy? And I just don't think that's going to happen. So I think they'll, it might, it might, but I think they'll go Rogier Ubre or Rogier Martin or start Haywood at the two and put Jalen McDaniels in there. I think you've got three options in Ubre, Martin, and McDaniels who can start and will start, I believe, over Dennis Smith and over James Booknight. So now that's out of the way. We're going to do it. I am going to draft Lamelo at 11 because it's not that far off where I think he should go anyway. And we will get to it in a second. And I'll get Adam on in a second. Before I do that, though, tell you about prize picks because NBA season is here. And you go in there and we know yeah, daily fantasy is great fun. It is a different way of doing it. You're not going up against others. You're going up against player projections. You might see Luka Doncic have a points projection at 25 and a half. You choose over under. You might have Anthony Davis rebounds projection at eight and a half. You go over under and you get two to five players. You push them into one lineup. You get up to 10 times your entry fee back. And it's not just the NBA. You can get NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, soccer, women's college basketball, men's college basketball, college football, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, MMA, esports, NASCAR, whatever, tennis. It's all there. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Payouts are safe and fast. 
and it's great. It's operational in over 30 states and in Canada as well. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant match deposit up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix gives you $100. If you deposit $27, PrizePix will give you $27. That's how it works. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. All right, let's bring... Um, Let's bring Adam King in. Yeah. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Here he is. The big fella is back. It is Adam King of Fantasy Basketball International. Kingy, welcome. We've got a mock draft. We're cracking on. You're picking at two. I'm picking at 11. Welcome on an early Wednesday morning. Uh, it is early, yeah, but I'm, well, I'm actually logging on to work right now as well. So is, it, piss- is it pissing down when you are? Because it is here. Uh, no, nah, it's pretty clear. Oh, a bit overcast, but not raining. I think I think we're due for some rain later in the week. It is absolutely pissing down here, but I've got to out, walk the dog. He's angry. He's barking at something. I don't know. There's something going on. We're about to do this mock draft, and as I've told everyone, I am going to pick Lamelo Ball at 11 because that's where his ADP sits, but it's just perfect timing given the injury. While we wait for this draft to start, Kingy, and it doesn't look like you're in the mock draft, so, uh, in the draft room, so you might want to jump in there. Um, oh, no. yep. um, what, are you, what are you changing with Lamelo Ball? If anything, uh, probably dropping him down maybe a couple of spots. So I think I had him at ten in my rankings. I'm probably going to drop him down to sort of twelve, thirteen. So yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I had him probably ahead of Lillard, probably ahead of Steph, ahead of Halliburton, ahead of not close to ahead of Trey. But I had those guys also close. So I said, well, he just moved to the back of that group. Yeah. So he's the 12-13 turn to me now with Towns. Well, it might be with Halliburton. I don't move him behind LeBron, who's at fourteen, but he just moves to the back of that group. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that, that and that's, I think, um, people are sort of saying how many games is he going to miss. I think standard sort of recovery time is, is three, four, five weeks. Yeah, but, look, if you go on the um, even the, the back end of that six weeks, like, that means we've got one week, which is there's no action. So yeah. he's back 20th of November, maybe, which, yeah. again, it's not great. It's not perfect news, but I still think that it's something that we, we still want to take him in that area because I still don't want to take... Look, he might come and play every game after that and people go, oh, now that he's injured, the Hornets are going to tank. Like They're terrible regardless. They're owned by Michael Jordan, not not a notorious um, guy that's going to throw games, I'm guessing. So we'll see how that all goes, but I just drop him behind those other guys because they were close and now he sort of moves behind them. And I don't yeah, know why pretty much. Dra- I don't know why this draft room is waiting to start. We are on time and ready to go. Let's go, boys. Uh yeah it's waiting yeah um and I, I mean I'm sick of all this tanking talking you know, it's bloody annoying oh I am so over it oh who's gonna take just draft from five teams then like that, that's what we're gonna do yeah. like, we can't draft yeah, the good teams much. we can't draft yeah. the bad teams we can only draft the play-in teams apparently why is this draft waiting oh, don't tell me fan tracks are gonna dick me over like they did yesterday I might just pause this recording to figure out what's going on and then we'll come back magically and it'll be fixed and ready to go. It was actually just one second until that draft got fixed. And here we are. We're done. Nick Jokic goes at number one. Um, leave me LaMelo. I forgot to tell people that. Um, yeah, leave me LaMelo ball. You're at two. What are you doing? All right, so talk us through your strategy while we go through the rest of this first round. Uh, yeah, so I'm, take, uh, so I'm taking Giannis at two, uh, which is fairly standard, I think. Um, I have been taking Luca there, but I'm going to take Giannis. Uh, and then, yeah, sort of, sort of coming in with an idea, a preemptive punt strategy, which is probably not recommended. Um, something to do, but if you take uh, Giannis, you, why wouldn't like you have to have an idea of what you're doing? Like you can't come and say, "Well, yeah. I'm just going to see who the best player available is." Like you've got Giannis. Like just this is what's happening. Like yeah, you, you, you can all talk about. I oh, just take best player. Like bullshit. You've taken Giannis. You know what's going on. That's how you build. 
yeah and so so i've got a, an idea in mind of, of the next few guys that i want but as we've seen from a number of drafts so far this season i can't guarantee that the guys i want are actually going to be there so we'll, we'll wait and see no so i'm ready to ruin your plan and, and take those guys because you told me beforehand but little did, did you know i was here to screw you over so i had my pick 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 12 and then we'll pick 11 and then on the way back i'm going to i'm going to take uh Jamarad is who you want on the way back around i'm not but it'd be funny <laughs> funny if i did um durant let's go through this okay Embiid at three harden four Doncic five durant six tatum seven that is just absolutely stock standard. Trey Young goes at eight. That is usually the Lamelo Ball spot. Now yep. I don't know whether he would have fallen based on um, the injury or the fact that I've told them to leave him. But again, I'd be leaving him. Oh, Towns at nine. I haven't really seen him go that early before, or not before recently. Um, yeah, again. So I'm going to probably end up taking Lamelo one spot higher than I would normally. Um, we just had Steph go at ten. See, if this was a regular draft, I would have just grabbed Lillard here. But yep. I'm going to take Ball here just because that's where his ADP sits. And I think it's it's a timely discussion to have about what we do. Now, is there any chance... How, ooh, hang on a second. I did not expect to get Tyrese Halliburton with my uh, second round pick here. Uh, no. no LeBron's, LeBron's gone a bit higher than, let's than he go. should have been, uh, this, this guy dropped out of the mock and put himself on auto. Thanks, mate. Oh, did he? He was here in the room. Anyway, that's fine. I've got Halliburton. Halliburton went to pick 19 in that expert mock draft that I was... uh, Or not mock draft, real draft that I was doing. So, yeah. Um, Mm. He sometimes does fall. Yeah, no. And and I think pairing Halliburton with Ball, like Ball's got that sort of all our injury risk now, at least for the beginning of the season. So, pairing him with Halliburton is is really solid because Halliburton's, so far in his career, very durable. Yeah, but like... As everyone knows, like that's that will last until he gets hurt, and then we wonder how long yeah. it's going to take. Lamelo missed what 25, 30 games as a rookie. No one talks about that of him being injury prone because of that, and now he's going to miss the start of his third season. Like, when's he going to start copying that treatment? Like, people are very selective with what they say about people's injuries. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, you're getting back to you here soon. So Halliburton was me at fourteen, Kyrie at fifteen. That is that is almost becoming stock standard. Kyrie at fifteen, Davis goes at sixteen, Booker seventeen, and he goes at seventeen in basically every draft. Paul George eighteen. I don't know if you're seeing this, Kingy, but I'm seeing Anthony Edwards, who was going in the fifteen sixteen range, start to fall to twenty one twenty two, and I've seen in the last two or three mocks, Cade Cunningham go ahead of Anthony Edwards, which is surprising given how things were two three weeks ago. Yeah, I have seen them starting to switch. Um, I've still got Edwards ahead of. Cade in my rankings, not by much, but um, but yeah, I have seen Edwards starting to fall a little bit. For I'm not sure why. I guess if it if it happens in a few leagues, people just catch on and it, yeah, it becomes a trend. Um, so Gobert goes at 19 again. He's he's a guy that was a third round player not long ago, and now every draft seems to go in the second round, which I think is absolutely fair enough. And we're getting back to your pick. Looks like you are going to get the Jamarant pairing here with Giannis that you wanted, unless Rev just kills you. Because Jar is at the top of the board here, so you might be in trouble. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, keeping an eye on this. All right, King, you're just thinking about... What's your backup plan if Jar, if Jar goes? Uh, yeah, look... Well, he's available. So it okay. It, it, you're right. It doesn't matter. And we'll see what happens to you on the way back around. So Sabonis is the one that went at 22. I know a lot of analysts have Sabonis in the 40s. I think you might have him pretty late as well. I don't know what the... Maybe you can after you make your pick, you can talk us through if you have skepticism on Sabonis. Yeah, I'll have a look at, at my rankings. I think I, I'm... Yeah, I'm probably not as high as, as others. Um, I'll have to bring up my rankings, but let me make my pick. DeJounte goes at 24. First. Um, like I don't think Sabonis has got 
high upside really at all. I just think he's relatively solid in this area. And with the dearth of rebounds and big men, not that he blocks shots, but big men and rebounds can be harder to find. I, I think he's fine in this 20 sort of area. All right, so it went DeJounte Murray went Cade Cunningham and then you took Zion. That is exactly what you planned to do. So yep. you must be feeling pretty um, pretty happy with yourself. Yeah, look, so, yeah. Um, so obviously punting free throws here, punting threes. Uh, it's just a build that that I think is a fun build in yeah, terms is. of having having these guys on your team. Um, it's it's a bit of an odd build in that punting threes and uh, and uh, free throw percentage um, would you'd be looking at a big man build. But I'm still wanting to be pretty strong in assists and steals, which Zion is decent in in assists. Yeah. Um, as is Giannis from those forward spots. So um, I have a guy in mind for my next pick. I just have to wait and see if he's there when we get to me. So after you pick Zion, it went Siakam 27, Van Vliet 28, Anthony Edwards 29. He is staying to fall. This is, I think, to me, the area that I would take him. And then Garland goes at 31. I have picked number two in the FBI World Cup, and I took Giannis at two, and I took Gobert in round two, then I took Zion yep. in round three. So that's a pretty common... Um, combination obviously Gobert wasn't available not that you were going to pick him anyway um, alright let's so after Garland at 31 still a few picks away from me I don't know what I'm going to do yet I Porzingis went off the board as well um, where's your level of comfortability with Shea Goodis-Alexander uh, I think I've got him around 35 or 40 in my rankings yeah. something like that I'm, I'm debating it here, but the fact that I've got Lamelo, I'm not sure that I'll pair two guys who might miss the start of the season out of my top three picks. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is probably the range. But if he falls yeah. to me round four, I might do it. Yeah. All right. So Jarrett Allen goes 33. He went in like a 50s. He's got a pretty wide range. But I was surprised to see him fall last draft that I did. Brad Beal still there. Well, there goes Shea. So I don't have that option now. It is my selection. Um. Okay, what do we do here? I am going to take... I'm going to punt blocks, I think, with this build. I'm going to take DeAndre Ayton. I know it's not sexy, but the field goal percentage, the rebounds, I don't expect them to really change too much. John Mitchell and DeMar DeRozan go from this asshole that's auto-drafted. So it is... Now I'm back to my pick. Um, and what am I going to do here? I got that big man there. Oh, you know what? I'm in round four. Let's let's just take Brad Beal. Like, I'm pretty okay. We're taking Brad Beal in round four. That works pretty well for me. Him and Butler always fall. Yeah, they do, except in the, uh, in the 30 deep. I don't know if Beal's gone in that one, but Butler went ahead of James Harden and Tyrese Halliburton, which was um, <laughs> relatively wild to me. Miles Turner goes at 39. And then we are heading back towards you. What's your like? I'm pretty interested in Turner in round three, round four, depending on what I'm doing with my team. Are you? How worried are you about health or trades with him? Uh, trades, I'm not too worried. I, I think even if he got traded, he'd, he'd. I don't think anyone's going to trade for him to play him as a backup. So I think he'll be starting wherever he goes. Uh, injuries are a bit of a concern. I mean, he, he has had a bit of a track record of injuries, although yes. last season I think was more of a paces not wanting to win thing. Uh, he, had a, he did break his foot, but I think he could have come back a little bit yeah. earlier. But yeah, it wasn't a bullshit injury. He broke his foot. Oh, no, no. It was a real injury. But yeah. but I, I think, as you said, yeah, he could have could have come back before he did. Um, so I'm not too worried. And I think blocks are just so hard to get that, that's, that's um, it. yeah, grab him. Uh, and, and really, you only need to grab one, like a Gobert or a Turner or Jared Allen, and you're going to be competitive in blocks. You really only need one 
to two elite shot blockers, and you don't need to worry about them for the rest of the draft. This is this is true, and because there's only probably going to be two or three guys that you're really competing with to be excellent at blocks with the way that things go, and. So it's an interesting pick that at the moment, speaking of, oh, no, we'll talk about that later, actually, because I don't want to spoil too much about what's going on. Um, Rogier goes at 42. He's, yeah, that's solid for him. He can easily beat that, and he'll be better than that early on. And then Fox goes at 43, Holiday 44, and I continue to say this. Rounds three and four all feel like they could be second-round players, but round two doesn't feel like they are. It's such a weird spot, and I know that's so stupid. We'll just take the round three guys in round two. But the upside of those guys in round two is significantly higher than those other players. You just have... It's just the biggest, widest range of outcomes. So we're getting to your pick here. Talk us through it. Chris Paul goes at 45. You're two away. Who do you want here? Uh, so I want, and I know I'm going to get him because he's going... That's your pick now. Him. So I'm going to take Ben Simmons here. Ah, uh, um, Simo. He fits my build. He'll get me assists. He'll get me steals. Get me rebounds. Um, he fills that guard spot that I need to fill. So, uh, yeah, not going to score a lot, obviously, but... Um, I'm pretty locked in with points given I took Jar Morant, Giannis, and Zion with my first three picks. All right, so waiting for Devo to make his back-to-back. Zach Levine goes at 48. I've seen in multiple drafts the three Bulls, DeRozan, Vooch, and Levine all go back-to-back-to-back, and sometimes it, the order varies. Um, Levine, the third of that trio going, I think that's probably about right. But again, it just goes to show that I think fantasy managers have one-year memories um, so much of the time. Um, you know, DeJounte Murray's a stud. He's going to average 28, 6, and 6, or 7, and 7. He's done that one year. You know, Zach Levine, this time last year, was a unanimous second-round pick, and now yep. he just goes in the 40s because he had a down year. Like, we have one-year memories in a lot of these cases. It's not to say that Levine is necessarily going to be better than this because I sort of have him in this area. But, like, if he comes back and he's a top-20 guy, then we'll all draft him top-20 next season. It's something that is worth paying attention to, I think, just that one-year memory thing. All right, um... You took Pirtle at 50, and I'll get to that in a second. Quickly, he hasn't gone off the board yet. Are you worried at all with Scotty Barnes's lackluster preseason? And by lackluster, I mean basically just exactly the same as everything he did last season and no real improvement. He has entered camp with an ankle injury, but a lot of people just say, well, he's going to be an all-star now. He's going to take over the point guard job, and I was pretty skeptical of that. Um, in all seriousness, I'm not. This is not fake, Scotty Barnes. Hey, he hasn't played very well in the preseason. So does that change your? It does appear to be changing his draft spot. He is sliding. He was going third round, and now he's going yeah fifth in a lot of these cases. Is it worrying you at all? Uh, I I don't think it is in terms of draft spot because I think I had him lower than everyone else anyway. Uh, I think he was going too high. So right, yeah, I I still have him probably around fifty. Um, but I yeah, he's not generally not falling that far but as you said he is starting to to drop a little bit um yeah i think all the talk about him being the the new well not the point guard but the the ball handler or the facilitator of the offense i i don't i mean he'll do that from time to time but they have fred van fleet there um uh-huh. who's an elite point guard why would you take the ball out of his hands this is something that you just happens so often in the preseason people hear the coach say something they go well van fleet we're gonna drop him down now he's not gonna handle the ball scotty barnes gonna be doing all this okay look you just we just need to take all of this it's like the sun's coach oh we're gonna run things through cam johnson like you're not like just stop lying like you're just not like it's just not gonna happen like you can talk as much as you want it's just not gonna happen um i want to quickly i'm gonna think about my pick we've priced shangun out haven't we like this is too uh, it's I know that's hard to get a center, but he's been priced out, which was something I've said for weeks and weeks and weeks. Like He's been priced out, I think. Yeah, what did he go there? 56. 56 for sell 57. Yeah. Look, they're the guys that we like and we loved where they were initially, but 
we knew this was going to happen. We knew they'd get priced out. And it's almost they're in a situation where best case scenario, they hit this number. And you don't want a best case scenario like you know, when there is downside risk associated with it, I don't think. Um, I was going to take Marketing, who I always seem to take. Screw it. I'm taking Brunson. All right. Um, yeah, look, it's just, that's a downside. There's a downside risk there. Like, it is high. Like, the centers coming after him, are not, they're not great. Like, there's yeah, Christian Wood, maybe. But we are pricing these guys out of a lot of value, I think. Yeah, we are. Sengun, especially. Like, I think, I mean, he's going to have a good season, but I don't think he can be anything more than a top 50 player. I mean, I guess if everything fell perfectly, he could. But you really need to be getting him. He, he needs to play 33 minutes. Him. 34 minutes and he could be tough. And I've said this all the time. Like if everything broke right for him and he played 34 minutes a night, there's a top 40 skill set in there. You don't expect that. You don't draft. lost Josh there. What's going on? Oh, I'm here. Can you hear me? I yeah. can now. Yeah, you're frozen on my screen. I don't know if that's just my screen. Oh, or for whether... fuck's sake. Why does it keep freezing? Anyway, you guys are just going to have to deal with me pulling that face until the end of this mock draft when I go. and Because uh, if I try and reset the camera while it's rolling, it um turns black. Anyway, you just got to look at my stupid head looking like that. Um. I don't even know what I was saying now. I took Larry Markkinen with my pick. Probably a little early, but all right. Brunson, McCullum, Randall, Markkinen, Jabari Smith, Jordan Poole, Headmaster Jamal Murray at 65. This is a weird area of the draft, Kingy, I feel. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I really have no idea who I want to take. Um, no, it's weird. Where are we at? 67. Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, Markkinen probably is a bit high, but is it really? Um, he, he's He's going to... Yeah, well, we some, know what he's going to do. Um, something that I preach all the time, Kingy, is that once we hit the 50 to 85 zone, like the difference between these guys is 0.2 steals. It's, yeah. one, it's one point. It's one and a half free throw attempts. It's 0.1 blocks. It's you know 0.4 assists. Like that's how easy it is to drop these amount of spots or rise these amount of spots. So while we might look at it, I'm more about drafting strengths and skill sets versus your rankings or values. Like Brunson might be 80th. He might be 40th or he might be 50th, but yeah. if he gives me solid field goals with some okay scoring and good assists, it's what I wanted to add on my team. But in the end, and I, I talked about this in the show yesterday, like don't glue yourself to rankings. Um, it's just not like those numbers mean something, but they don't mean anything really. Like in the end, they, they don't mean anything. I'll re- recap some picks and you can talk about your selection as you get ready to make yours on the turn. After the headmaster at 65, Wendell Carter goes at 66, Ananobi 67, Giddy 68. I love when this happens. Christian Wood goes at 69. Giggity. Um, D'Angelo Russell goes at 70. And then you took Bunkero at 71. Bridges went at 72. Wagner at 73. And what are you doing at 74? Uh, I don't know. Um, cool. Probably, yeah, I don't know. I, I really wanted Giddy in this range, but uh, no, he he's, went. He's going way least. earlier. He's yeah. always going earlier than this. Well, not always, but uh, yeah, most so times. So I'm going to just yeah, – did that work? Yep. So I'm just going to – yeah. So I've, I'm pretty much locked in now for rebounds, blocks. Um, and so I took Bankero and, and Nurkic there back-to-back. Probably a bit high for Nurk, uh, but I, oh, really? I, think, I think he'll have a pretty good season. Wasn't Nurkic um, like 65th or 68th or something last season per game? Like Oh, what? something like that. Yeah, I think it's – he is he is one of these centers you can get late, and his block rate was really, really low, I think, oh, last season. Embarrassingly low. So it'll be, it's got to be better. All right, let's talk Tyrese Maxey because that's a name that I thought people would start buzzing into the 50s, but it's not. He's going at 76. His shooting's been insane. Is it just that the people in this draft are following me and therefore hearing me say, yeah, no one's going to shoot 80% and he's getting like one rebound, one assist per game, so just be wary of that? Or are people just genuinely skeptical of 
that maybe that production is not going to stick? Uh, look, it's it's probably a bit of both. I mean, I think this range is, is sort of okay. Oh, so and I. I love it. He has been, yeah, I mean, he's been scoring the ball really well, but he's done nothing else. He doesn't, he has, no, doesn't nothing, get nothing. gets no assists. So <laughs> he's, he's fine to take here, but I think people are, are just sort of coming around to the fact that I think you, when you think of Maxi, like well, I know when I think of him, you think, oh yeah, point guard, he's going to get some assists, he might get a steal. He doesn't do that; he gets points, and and they have Harden there. So if you can just readjust your mindset to to him being more of a shooting guard than a point guard, then I think that's yeah, exactly I, what he is. You take him here in, in the seventies. Um, yeah, that, that's it. Like the, the the other numbers are putridly low, and then again, you're maybe he is a forty percent three point shooter, and he very well could be, but. I, he's not like a 70% two-point guy, which he's been in a lot of these games. And when you're not backing it up with him, it's the Colin Sexton, really. It's what Colin Sexton used to do. 20 points a game, really good um, efficiency. And then, yeah, what else? And uh, yeah. Max is much better than that, I think. But you know, we have we do have an element of risk associated with it, I think. Now, it's my pick, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'm just going to do this because I think it's too low for Maga Porter Jr., um, yep. 83 like it's I don't we shouldn't view him like we viewed him at the start of last season but that's that's pretty good value I'm pretty happy with getting him there yeah no I, I love him in this range um, I mean we were looking at him last season as a second round third round kind of guy and, mm. and nothing has really changed other than the injury so of course there's, there's uh, that Jamal risk, Murray's but... back that's that's the other thing it's like even if we were like if we were drafting the start of last season and Murray was healthy we wouldn't have picked him second round because he would have been the third option not the second option so that is the difference but it doesn't equate to 65 picks that and the injury probably should you know, maybe he's in the 70 range but yeah, you know, mid 80s I think that's too low because, again, that is taking into consideration some of that risk. I just got auto-picked because I was talking too much and I got Tyler Hero. But you know what? We deal with it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, this range is fine for Hero, whether he fits your build or not. But he's going to score. No. He's, gonna get- he's totally totally okay there. It's, it yeah. wouldn't have been who I would have taken. I would have taken Kyle Lowry, but that's okay. I was just talking too much. Yeah, and I'm just looking at Michael Porter Jr. here. The season before he got injured, when Jamal Murray was playing, he was the 27th-ranked player. So... Mm-hmm. He's the upside's there. I mean, it's a no-brainer to grab him here. You've got to be shit scared of his back, though. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, coming around to me. Hmm. I still need a forward-eligible play. Now, do you... Kyle Arrow just went. Do you approach a draft the way that I do? Is in my first 10 picks, I want to fill my 10 starting spots. Uh, I try to. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on the format and that sort of thing. But yes, I do try to because in, well, yeah. I mean, once you get towards the back end of the draft, it doesn't matter as much. But um, yeah, I am looking to fill fill my active spots because that they're the guys that are going to be on the floor. Yeah. Is this guy available? Oh, he's not them. Who am I going to take? Uh, all right. So after I went with Hero, it was Jalen Smith. After I went with Hero, it was Jalen Smith, Andrew Wiggins, Kuzma, Lowry, Gary Trent, Colin Sexton. That's late for Sexton. RJ Barrett, who's going in this range despite not being top 200 last season. Trey Jones at 94, Nick Claxton at 95. And I'm not... That was you, Nicky Claxton. We'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah. I don't... As I've said, I've taken Barrett around this spot in a few drafts because it's depending on my team, right? He is a one-skill guy, really. He scores points. But if you need a boost in points, who else is doing it? Now, you've got to be in line to take on that hit in percentages and understand that he's not helping you in other areas. But if we're drafting strengths, then he's got a big strength there. It's just that everything else is terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you get you get to this point of the draft, you're going to get a lot of these guys that are going to oh, exactly. really help you with one or two categories, but then destroy you in others. So you just have to be, I guess, build your team correctly so that it doesn't impact you too much. What are you made of Jeremy Grant's preseason as you get on to your pick? Yeah, look, I'm going to... Uh, you can take Westbrook? What are we at? No, <laughs> I don't know. I could. You could actually with your team. Yeah, I'm going to. I hate it. Oh, but, yes. Let's go, Kingy. Um, going up. Yeah, the only thing is he's not shooting garbage eligible, which is a bit annoying. Um, yeah, no, I, it, I, I, that's the first time I think I've ever drafted Westbrook in my life. But he fits what I need. <laughs> I need I need to get assists. Um, he's not going to get me steals, so that, that hurts. But he gets no. me those other categories, and I don't care about his percentages. So Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, Gordon Hayward was in my queue, and he is not, obviously, now. So after Westbrook went Toby Harris, went Gordon Hayward, just back on Jeremy Grant, like his defensive yep. stats have been huge. And that's back to, I think, 17, 18 Oklahoma City Thunder, where he was blocking a lot of shots there. Yep. Do you reckon it can sustain? Look, it's, it's been encouraging. Yeah, I mean, I well, I don't think. I mean, he. I think he had two blocks, two steals in the last game. I don't think that's sustainable. But no, of course. I, th- I think now that uh, I think I talked about with this with Mike Catron yesterday on his show. Um, I think having gone to Detroit and just sort of being told shoot the ball, we don't need you to play defense. Um, he's actually had two years to to refine his offensive game a little bit, so he can be more of a scorer. But Portland will be sort of saying, look, you're, you're not our first option. You're our third option, God, potentially. I hope, I hope that's what they say. Well, we hope that's what, what they say. And and but So he does now have that scoring ability. So I'm hoping that he can, yeah, he can be a steal and a block, uh, triple one sort of player with, but the ability to score sort of 15 points rather than 12. Um, yep. So no, no, look, I, I think if you can get him around, around this range, it, it's really good. I, I, I don't think he's going to blow up and be a top 50 player, but... Um, those defensive stats are really important. I realize what the problem was in my auto draft is the dickhead behind me is on auto draft, so I just swing straight back to my pick. Um, so I'm, I'm don't have any time to muck around with it. All right, so who am I? Am I? Oh, should I just do this for the memes? Now maybe let's now let's do it. Let's just take Cristowato, who sort of fits what I need. Bit of yep. forward. He's only forward eligible. That's interesting considering he's a guard. Um, just helps me out with a bit of steals there, some threes, some scoring, some assists. Just gives me some solid production at that spot. I don't again. I need. I need to consistently say this because what I've realised recently is as the channel grows and my show grows, that no matter what I say, it gets taken out of context. Like I had someone on a forum the other day telling me that that yeah, Josh Lloyd said that yeah, Shingun's a top fifty player. Like I definitely didn't say that. Right. What I did say was that if everything broke right and he played 34 minutes, that potential is there, but definitely don't draft him there and don't expect him to be there. And I've said multiple times that he gets priced out. It's like me saying, yeah, I like Duarte here. I don't think Duarte is a good player. I think it was a waste of a lottery pick, but the potential for him to provide okay value here works for my team. I love Duarte. I wouldn't be... Re- and it starts to happen with these guys People go, well, Josh grabbed him, so I've got to go a round ahead or got two rounds ahead because Josh mm-hmm. likes him. Like, this is, that's just not how it should operate, I don't think. Um... All right, anyway, that's enough of that shit. Uh, Cole, Anthony at 111, Alinek, 112, Herbie Jones at 113. All right, let's talk Pelicans for a second. Trey Murphy looks great, but the only realistic path for him to getting enough minutes to be relevant at this, even in this area of the draft is they really limit Valanciunas or they really limit Herb Jones. Do you think either of those things happens? I uh, don't. Well, I don't think Herb Jones will be limited. Um, just because of what he brings to the floor. I don't think they can replace that. Um, 
Potentially, I mean, uh, no, Valanciunas might play a few less minutes if they decide to shuffle. I think he will. I think he'll play yeah. fewer, but you know, can Murphy get to 27? That would mean that like Devontae Graham barely plays or they never go with Jackson Hayes or another center or anything like that. And I think that might be hard. Fuck, Tari Eason. Okay. Um, that was you. All right. Okay. All right. T- talk to me about it. Like, that. Th- this is, you are drafting for one of your active spots with Tari Eason here. This is not a bench flyer. He is still got to battle Tate and Gordon. And again, I will say this in case it is unclear, he should play every single minute over Jay Sean Tate, but Steven Silas makes dumb decisions. He's done it his entire career. And there's no guarantee that Eason plays more than 15 minutes a night to start the year. Like that, that is possible. Now it helps that Tate hurt his ankle yesterday, but like is, no, I get it. We drop often drop our 10th round picks, but I don't know. I'm just a little cautious that, we are all getting super hard about this and then Tari is doing nothing for a month and then we drop and then he fires up in January or something like that. Much like we, yeah, people were doing with Shangun last season. Uh, yeah, look, I think th- this is, for yeah, for me, I, I probably wouldn't go this high, but I, I, it, it, it's a fun team that I'm, that I'm drafting. I just want to have him on my team. And, and I am hoping he gets all the minutes. And, and, but as you said, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I don't think he would have got back to me uh, if I'd picked him either at, at in the 10th round or the 11th round. Nah, look, I probably would have picked him to be honest in, in round 11. But in saying that, like in the FBI 20, which is 20 analysts that we're drafting in round six of that, it's only five starters in that league. I took him. It, it picks in my sixth pick to my first yeah. guy off the bench was like 110 or something like that. I took him there because, yeah. you know, I, I, I am a believer in Tyrese and I've been a believer in him the whole time, but it's not about like, I can't, you can't just go into a fantasy draft or fantasy analysis saying, I think the guy's great. Therefore we've got to take him here because context and you've got to account for stupidity from coaches and you've got to account for small sample size variants and all that sort of stuff. Love Eason. Take, take the flyer on him. No, not a problem at all. And this could easily work out, but there is an inherent risk that he's doing nothing for two months. And while we, while we wait for the deference to Eric Gordon and Jay Sean Tate as I get ready to make my pick and you can rebut any of that if you want. No, look, I've been pretty high on Eason. I know in, in a lot of the draft only leagues that, that started, well, what, a couple of months ago now, mm. um, I managed to get him in the last round of pretty much every draft only league I'm in. Um, and that's not happening anymore. You do need to reach to get him into sort of the, around the 110, 120 mark. So yeah, look, I'm, I think we saw in summer league he was really good there. Uh, he's been really good in the preseason. He's getting hyped by all the beat writers and that sort of thing. So maybe some of that rubs off on on um, the coaching stuff. I don't know, but yeah, he's. I'm I'm more than willing to just take a bit of a flyer on him there, um, based on what we've seen. I just took Lou Dort there, but I don't I don't feel really good about it at all. Um, John Wall went. Talk about John Wall while I decide to make what I'm going to make with my pick here. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, he's not a guy I'm targeting. Uh, he looked pretty good yeah, yesterday, I think, whenever the Clippers played. Yeah. Um, starting at 20 points, he's talking himself up as being super athletic. Um, he looked pretty good. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he's well-rested, so uh, that's, true. that's that's on his side. But He's also 32 and he's played 40 games in four years. And there is Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Terrence Mann, Amir Coffey. Yep. Um, like, I don't know. This is... Like, it, I can't work that rotation to say John Wall plays 30 minutes and I can't work that rotation to say John Wall gets 27 usage. Like I just I can't get those things to happen. Can he average five assists? Of course he can, like really easily. And I know that was an auto pick on John Wall, but he goes in this range anyway. Um, but there's just so many guys there. And 
if you think they're going to be resting, if anyone here thinks that they're going to rest Kawhi, uh, they're going to rest Paul George on back-to-backs, then they are sure as shit. If that, if they actually are going to do that, then they are resting John Wall. The Paul George is not John Wall, and if the idea is that you have in your head that George is going to rest, then Wall's going to do it and going to do it more. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. And as you said, they 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 are they're so deep. They've got a lot of guys that over the last couple of years have had bigger roles and probably what they would have anticipated early it's, on. It's legitimately so, deepest team I've ever seen, I reckon. Like it is like BJ Boston is probably the thirteenth man on that team. And if he was on Charlotte, good. he played twenty five minutes a night, I reckon. Like he's yeah. he's so good. And we're getting back to your pick now. Mm-hmm. Um Caleb Martin went at one thirty nine, which is intriguingly high. Melton at oh, one forty, Covington one forty one, Fultz one forty two, Looney one thirty seven. I that wasn't an auto draft. Wow, okay. That Wow, okay. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know why Kavon Looney would go at 137. What are you doing here? Uh, still trying to sort of get some steals. I locked up all those big man stats. Uh, steals so are a real, they're a real prick this season. Yeah, I'm going to take Pat Beverly there. That's good. Um, yeah, he fits his build. I mean, he's not going to score, which is a bit of an issue for me, but um, he'll get rebounds. He'll get he'll get blocks. He'll get assists. He'll get steals. All those numbers that I need. So. All right. You think about Jim Wiseman goes there. I'm yeah. Look, I I do take him in certain builds. I get it, but I also don't think he's particularly good. I'm going to throw out a controversial opinion. While you think, well, is it actually controversial? I'm not sure. In Denver, I've got. I just added him to my queue, which it's the Shark Bruce Brown. I think he's a better player than Catavius Kawhi Pope. Um, I don't know that he that he starts over him. I could make an argument, and maybe this maybe this is the more controversial part. I think he might be better than Aaron Gordon as a fit next to Jokic anyway. Uh, he's just super smart. He defends, he can handle, he can shoot a little bit. He can, he's an unbelievable cutter. I can see situations where Brown should push higher, but yeah, Malone's putting Jordan ahead of Zeke Naji, so yeah, my confidence in his decision-making is pretty low at the moment. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think it's controversial. I think Aaron Gordon's been given plenty of opportunity to thrive and hasn't. So the thing with Gordon, he's big and he's a good defender, right? That's that's all true. Bruce Brown's a good defender, but smaller, so maybe that gives the advantage. I think Brown's a better offensive player than what Gordon is, though. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's yeah. I mean, we we saw from Brown last year. I think the Nets, for some reason, Steve Nash played around with the rotations at the start of the season, and, and Brown was even out of the rotation for yep. a while. Uh, but once he got back in, he was. I don't know what I haven't got the numbers. It in was front of him. it was top sixty post All Star. Yeah, yeah, and that and he wouldn't have scored a lot. He would have only probably had eleven points or something. So, it's just his ability to to do everything else, which is sort of what the what the uh, Nuggets need from him. What do you make of Davion Mitchell? But it's coming out to my pick. Mitchell goes at one forty eight. There, like, I get it. He's a young. Well, he's not that young, but he's a second year player. Um, I I just I don't know. I just is he the fourth guard on that team? Is he going to play ahead of Malik Monk? Maybe he's the third guard. I. Is where is the actual upside unless you're banking on a Fox injury? Yeah, I, he's not a guy that I've really considered uh, in twelve team leagues. He's yeah, as you said, I mean, he's probably going to get minutes, but uh, the Kings are actually somewhat deep at the guard position. Oh, they are. Um, I could make an argument, King. Again, let's go controversial. Let's go full Stephen A. Smith. It's preposterous. I could make an argument that Terrence Davis is a better player than Davion Mitchell at the moment. It's it's a flimsy argument. But yep. Mitchell's a better point guard, but Davis might actually be a better ready-made contributor right now. 
yeah, I think we've saw. I've actually managed to grab Terence Davis. I got him in the uh, in the thirty deep dynasty league that we're doing, and I think I got him somewhere else. He also might not play. Like Davis might not yeah. play. That's yep. this is a risk. Yeah, it is. And but I think we saw last season before he got injured, he he put together some really good games. Yeah, he was playing um, well. Yeah, and, and not only not only scoring wise, but he, he is actually able to defend and get some steals. So um yeah, I, I don't know what they're gonna do in Sacramento. I don't think anyone any of us know what they're gonna do ever in Sacramento. So after Bruce Brown it went Aaron Gordon, then it went Benedict Mather, and then I took Pokyshevsky with my final pick, then Jalen Noel, that's a sexy pick. Jalen Duran. Pretty good pick. They are. There is reports from Detroit, and I will unmercifully shit on them, every part of that organization, but there is reports that they are going to start Marvin Bagley over Boyan Bogdanovich, which if they do, they deserve to lose every game and then end up with a fifth pick in the draft because that would be one of the stupidest decisions I've ever heard. That was on Zach Lowe's podcast. I have never seen the dumbest shit in my life. Just start Jalen Duran, put him next to Boyan, and actually watch the team grow and get better. If you start Marvin Bagley you will cop shit every single day on this podcast, Detroit. I know you don't care and you're not listening, but you will cop it every day. Uh, yeah, I'll give my thoughts on that in a sec. I'll just make <laughs> a pick. Um, that, they don't I'm care, but that's sure. fine. There's no one here that I want. Uh, uh, you can take Bagley. could take Bagley, but I'm not going to. I'll take Oladipo there. He's looked yeah, no, I like that. I like that. He's looked decent. Yeah, I like um, that. Uh, yes, I agree, but, but as you said, it's Detroit. So, uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they do go with Bagley. All right, yeah, that well, that, that is true. Let's run through our teams. Who is your team? Uh, who is my team? So I got um, so my guards. I'm a bit thin in the guards, actually. Jamarant, Jalen Suggs, Ben Simmons. Uh, the Suggs pick, uh, I'm not super excited, just given the injury. Um we don't know how long he's going to miss, but a bone bruise can be, I mean, it can be two weeks. It can be two months. Yep. Um, so not sure there, but but he fits what I need. Um, took Bogdan Bogdanovich late. Um, he's injured, I think, at the moment, but he's... I don't think he's going to miss too much time. He'll, he'll uh, miss the start of the season, but yeah, you're right. He'll be, he will be back. Well, once we hit middle of November, we will forget that he was hurt. Yeah. Um, Giannis, Zion, uh, Jakob Pertl, um, Paolo Bancaro, I took, uh, he sort of, I took him in the sixth round. He he fits what I need here in terms of getting some assists. And with Suggs out and Fultz out, they're going to run the offense through him a little bit more, I think. So he could start uh, start the season um, strongly. Yusuf Nurkic, I said he's going to have a good season, I think. Uh, Claxton, I'm not sold on Claxton uh, in terms of, I know he's going to start, but I don't, don't think there's a path to him playing more than about 24 minutes. But we'll see. He, he should be able to get me one and a half blocks. Uh, Westbrook uh, on your recommendation. <laughs> I don't like that pick, but he no, yeah he right. gets he gets those numbers and, and I don't care about percentages. Um, Tari Eason reached for him a little bit, but uh, I really just want him on my team. Pat Beverly and Oladipo with my last pick. My team was Lamelo Ball at pick eleven, then Halliburton in round two somehow, Aiton in round three, uh, Brad Beal. Jalen Brunson, Larry Markinen, Maga Porter Jr., Tyler Hero, my auto pick there, Joshy Hart, Crystal Duarte, and then we went Lou Dort, Jordy Clarkson, Brucey Brown, and Poku. Those last two just definite flyer picks, just trying to uh, you know, see what we can get out of it. And that'll bring us to the end of this mock draft. We've gone on for a nice little 45 minutes here. Kingy, tell people what you're, uh, what you're up to. Actually, you know what? Don't tell them yet. I'm going to stop this recording. I'm going to get my face back so it doesn't look so stupid. 
All right, we're back. My face is unfrozen. We're ready to talk. Kingy, good uh, exercise there in that mock draft and tell people what's going on um, for you at the moment. Uh, yeah, Fantasy Basketball International. Uh, the World Cup kicked off yesterday, day before. I think they had some technical issues with, I think, just with the number of leagues and, and the size of the league. I think, I don't know whether your league, your uh, lockdown. No, we didn't. We didn't have, have that issue. Issues. So, no, it seems to be something that's happened in the last sort of three days. So whether mm. that's just because a lot of other leagues are ramping up well, at the moment. Actually, we had the issue when that when the, the fan tracks thing crashed. We had a few le- a few of the locked on fantasy basketball bowl leagues going and they all had that pause issue. But when yeah. everything kicked off, we didn't have that issue happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, I think it's been nothing other than just leagues pausing and, and, and yeah, that's it. notifying the, the commissioners that they need to restart it. So... Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too severe. Um, so that that's going. Uh, I think we've, I think B-Dub just launched some new redraft leagues. People have been asking for them. So, um, so they're they're all going on. And then we've got, um, yeah, a couple of shows. We're going to be doing post game show this season, and, and a few new pods and videos as we dive into that realm a little bit more. As my dog just asked to come up. Uh, onto my lap. All right, mate. So go find Adam at fbibasketball.com. Check out those leagues and also on Twitter, AdamKing91. Kingy, thanks for jumping on with me. No worries, mate. Thank you. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, you thumb it up. You leave the comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.